Welcome to the Grad School Femtoring Podcast, the place for first-gen students of color to prepare for grad school. This is Dr. Yvette Martinez Fu, and I will be serving as your femtor, providing you with tips and tricks and everything else you need to know to get into and successfully navigate grad school. For over 10 years, I've been helping first-gen students of color get into top grad programs in their field, and I'm really excited to support you on your academic journey too. Hola, hola, everyone. Welcome back to the Grad School Femtoring Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Yvette. And for today's solo episode, I have an episode about the five key reasons to contact faculty before applying to grad school. Now, I believe you're going to be listening to this episode in late August or um, sometime in September. And we are at the start of the fall term, which means that for some of you, this is going to be the time that you're going to be applying to grad school. And if that's the case, then you might want to consider reaching out to to faculty. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because this is also what I'm saying to my current clients. I have been working with a few folks who... um, are working on the grad school application process. And one of the steps in the coaching process is to get them to reach out to prospective faculty so that they can get more information on the program and so that they can find out all of the things that I'm gonna share today. So hopefully what I share will encourage you, motivate you to reach out to professors to get more info, and to help to solidify, to validate your reasons for applying to the programs that you're choosing to apply to this coming year. All right. So the first reason that you should consider reaching out to faculty before applying to grad school is to find out if they're even accepting students this year. That's right. You cannot work under the assumption that someone who you find on a faculty profile for a program that you're interested in is still there, is still accepting students, and is going to want to work with you. You never really know if a website is updated. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. For all you know, they might not be accepting students this year. Maybe they're doing something different where they're only accepting students of a particular subfield this year. And they will accept students in a different subfield next year. What if you're in that different subfield? You won't know to wait until next year to apply unless you reach out to them. Sometimes departments are facing budget cuts. And if they're facing budget cuts, they might be accepting less students this year. Maybe the opposite is happening. Maybe last year they didn't accept students. They accepted fewer students. And this year they have more room for new applicants and for new admits. What if this year is the year that they're bringing in new faculty and that there might be someone who might be perfect for you to work with, but you don't know that they're there because they haven't updated their um, faculty profile page yet. So It is useful to reach out to professors at the very least to find out if they are accepting students this year, because if they're not, there's no point in you wasting your time and your money applying. Okay, so the second reason 
I want to encourage you to reach out to faculty is to see if you have good rapport with this person. I cannot stress how important it is to figure out if this is the kind of person you can envision having a long-term professional relationship with. If you're applying to master's and doctoral programs, you're going to be engaging with this person for the next one to three years if it's a master's program, four to eight years if it's a PhD program, and it could be even longer assuming that this person is going to continue writing letters for you as you move on in your career or is going to continue to serve as a reference for you as you go on to apply for other jobs. And so it's really important that you can picture yourself working with this person, that you um, enjoy their mentoring or advising style, that you get along with each other. And you won't know this unless you have a conversation with this person. Okay, we're going to the third reason. Why should you reach out to faculty? To get a general sense of the program and get your answers questions about the program that you cannot get answered again from a website alone. If you meet with a professor, they may share information with you about um, anything that's coming up that's not necessarily um, easily kind of located or updated on a website. This can include letting you know about the type of funding that graduate students typically get. They may be able to tell you a little bit more about job placements of recent graduates. They can um, talk to you about the departmental culture and what it's like there. They can also talk to you about the department's relationship with the larger campus or surrounding community. And um, you can also ask them about where they see themselves going in the future, where they see their work going in the future, what they see for the future of that program and that department, because the future of that program and that department will also be reflective of you and the experience that you're going to have there. So if you have any questions about the program as a whole, you can reach out to them and ask them these questions too. Reason number four for contacting and meeting with faculty before applying to grad programs is to have someone remember you and vouch for you if they are part of the admissions review process. I know that a lot of times the reason why students don't reach out to faculty is because they may be intimidated, they may be overwhelmed, they may be feeling like an imposter, they may be feeling not enough. Um, they may be concerned that this person is not going to think they're good enough to get into their program, not going to want to work with them. And instead of helping them, it's going to hurt them in their application process. But more often than not, the opposite happens. More often than not, you may have a really wonderful, amazing conversation with this person. More often than not, this person might get excited at the prospect of you applying. More often than not, this person might be willing to help you and support you. Sometimes they might be on the admissions committee and they will vouch for you if um, 
they're going through and reviewing the applications, it's more common for departments. That's not to say this is the case across the board, but more and more programs are doing what is called a holistic review of um, an application. And what that means is that rather than centering their shortlist solely on GPAs and solely on GRE, graduate record exam scores, they are taking into account a person's entire application, including their essays, including their recommendation letters. And that is to say that you have a higher chance of getting in, even if you believe that you don't have the most competitive GPA or GRE, which tends to happen if you are underrepresented in your program. A lot of students of color don't tend to do well in standardized exams. Why is that? Because most of us don't have the financial resources to be able to um, prepare adequately for these exams. So it's not even an issue of you knowing the material. It's an issue of lack of equity and access to study materials to be able to get a competitive score. And so if they are moving and pushing towards a holistic review, which is, like I said, becoming more common, you have a higher chance of getting in. And if someone knows you, remembers your name, um, actually wants to work with you, they're going to have an opportunity to advocate for you, at the very least to get you on the short list um, or from the shortlist, get you to an interview stage. And in some cases to actually vouch for you to get in. So meeting with someone and if the meeting goes well, and if they do show interest in working with you, those are all good signs. They cannot promise you that you're going to get in. Um, I don't think that, you know, no single professor can make that kind of decision alone, and they cannot promise you those things before you apply, but they can certainly try their best to advocate for you. And so that's another really, really good reason. And if they're not in the um, admissions committee, they can still help you in other ways. They might refer you to other people who might be good people for you to work with. They might actually offer to review your application materials. You never know what kind of support you might get from this person. So you won't know unless you put yourself out there and start having conversations with faculty. Now, the last reason to reach out to faculty is to get referrals for other people who they might know. I know I kind of hinted at this before. Um, and why do I say this? Because what if everything goes wrong in that meeting and you just don't have really good rapport and it feels awkward, it feels uncomfortable. Um, it just, just doesn't feel like the right person for you. Well, that is okay because this is an interview process for you to interview them as well. So if it's better to find out now that they're not the right person for you, then again, like I said earlier, then waste your time and money applying to work with someone who you're not ultimately going to want to work with. And you can still gain something from that meeting. One, you find out this is definitely not a place I want to apply for, or maybe it is the place, but not with that person. And two, you can always ask them if they know of anybody who's doing work that you might be interested in, who's doing work that overlaps with your interests. If they refer you to someone else, then you have a name to use. You can reach out to that next person 
send them an email and say, Professor so-and-so recommended I reach out to you or Professor so-and-so mentioned your name as someone I might be able to work with. Are you available for a meeting? Referrals are really great because they also will let you know about opportunities and programs that you might not have previously considered. So that's it. Those are the five reasons I really want to encourage you to reach out to faculty. If you're still feeling a little bit nervous and intimidated about the process, I also encourage you to listen to a couple of other episodes. I have an episode all about the process of how to actually contact and meet with prospective faculty. And it includes some suggested language for emailing them, and it includes some questions you might want to ask them during your meeting. So some of that prep work. That's episode 35, contacting and meeting with prospective faculty. And if you're still a little bit uneasy, you're still wondering, hmm, I wonder what these professors are thinking about me. How do I make a good impression? What's going on behind the scenes? You can listen to episode 78, what faculty think and say about grad students with Dr. Esther Trujillo. All right, that's it for today, everyone. I hope that you found this episode helpful. And if you do reach out to faculty, keep me posted. I'm always curious to hear how things work out for my listeners, okay? I'll talk to you all later. Thanks so much for joining me in the Grad School Fem Touring Podcast. If you liked what you heard, here are three ways you can support the show. The first is to make sure you're subscribed and leave a review of the podcast. If you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, you become eligible for a free half-hour coaching session with me. Yes, that's right, one free session. Once you leave a review, you can email me a screenshot and I'll send you a link to sign up. The second way to show your love is to get yourself a copy of my free 15-page grad school fem touring kit, which includes resources on research, organization, grad school, and career prep. Go to gradschoolfemtouring.com slash kit to get it today. The third and last way to support my show is to follow me on social media. I am on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and occasionally TikTok with the handle at Grad School Fan Touring. Thanks again and until next time.